0: Welcome to Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. Today we'll be in John chapter 9. The whole chapter is basically dedicated to Jesus healing a man who had been blind from birth. He was born blind. And this is significant. Jesus healed many blind people. We see that more in the other three Gospels since John is focusing on on just these seven signs. And so John here is showing us just the one blind person that Jesus heals, this one blind from birth. And so that's significant. Can't imagine what the shape of his eyeballs would have been and just how difficult this would be. And yet Jesus does this. He just declared himself to be the light of the world. And The next thing he does after doing this is heal a man who was blind from birth. He's able to see light. And then Jesus does this miracle on the Sabbath day, which, of course, the Pharisees are going to be upset about. Once the healing is completed, this man becomes a pawn in the decision-making of the Pharisees about who Jesus is, and their minds are already made up, but they're going through the motions. John chapter 9, beginning in verse 1. We're going to read till verse 23 today, and then we'll finish up the rest of this on our next episode. John chapter 9, verse 1. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went, and washed, and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, "'Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg?' Some claimed that he was. Others said, "'No, he only looks like him.'" But he himself insisted, "'I am the man.'" "'How then were your eyes opened?' they asked. He replied, "'The man they called Jesus, made some mud and put it in my eyes.'" He told me to go to Salome and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? They asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind, and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. "'Is this your son?' they asked. "'Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see?' "'We know he is our son,' the parents answered, "'and we know that he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself.' His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So the drumbeat goes on. Conflict between Jesus and the religious leaders continues to grow. Jesus, he's still in Jerusalem and... As he's walking through town, he comes across a blind man, blind from birth, and there's a question here from the disciples. They ask him, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And this question betrays a mindset that the people of that day had. Whenever suffering or tragedy would happen upon someone— They would blame the person. It was because of their sin in some way. We might not know what the sin was, but the sin caused the suffering in some way. But someone who was blind from birth, who would be at fault? I mean, he would have had to have sinned in his mother's womb, or perhaps it was the parents who had sinned and caused this terrible tragedy for the man to be born blind. Jesus corrects them. It wasn't because of their sin. It wasn't specifically because of their sin. Now, all tragedy, all death and destruction and illness is the result of general sin, the sin of Adam and Eve in the garden. But that's not what the cause of this tragedy was, and nor can we say that today. We suffer today because all people suffer. And sometimes good things happen to bad people, and sometimes bad things happen to good people. We have to recognize, as Jesus said in Matthew 5, that the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. We can't just automatically assume that because someone is suffering in some way, that it must be because of some sort of sin that they were involved in. And so Jesus talks about how they must be continuing to do the works of God. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He he wasn't going to be with them for much longer. And after saying these things, he does something unusual. He spits on the ground, making some mud with his saliva, and then he put that mixture on the man's eyes. And it's, it's gross. I don't know if the man understood what was happening. He couldn't see it. Certainly he could have heard. But Do you just assume that because you hear the sound of someone spitting, that they're taking that and putting it on my face? I don't know. So Jesus puts this mixture, this mud mixture on the man's eyes and tells him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which was outside, just outside the city gates. So the man goes and washes, and when he washes, he's healed. And he comes home, and his neighbors see him, and and they're like, well, hey, there's... We don't know his name, but hey, there, <laughs> let's call him Fred, shall we? There's Fred. Hey, what's going on? How is he able to see? Is this the same guy? Is this a lookalike? What's, what's happening? But Fred's over there going, no, I'm the man. I'm the one. Look, I'm, I've been healed. My eyes, I can see. Isn't this awesome? How then are your eyes opened? And he replied, the man they called Jesus, and everyone heard of Jesus, so Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes, and he told me to go to Siloam and wash. and I did, and then I could see. And then here's the question of the ages, where is this man? Duh. Don't they remember that this man was blind? He didn't wash until after Jesus was gone, and so of course... <laughs> The man is going to reply, I don't know where he is. I didn't see him. (laughs) And so, as was their custom, they took someone who had been healed to the Pharisees, to the people at the temple, and wanting to give glory to God for his healing. Ah, but Jesus had done this on the Sabbath day. And what Jesus had done by mixing the clay and making mud was against their rules on the Sabbath. And what's going on here? How did this happen? And he put mud on my eyes, the man replied. I washed, and now I see. And so some of the Pharisees are saying, well, this man is not from God, for he doesn't keep the Sabbath right off the bat. Let's just, let's just rule it out right there. This man couldn't be from God because he he did this on the sabbath. But others are like, "Well, hey, wait a minute. How can a sinner do something like this?" And so they're divided. And then they turn to the blind man again and, "What do you what do you have to say about him?" "It was your eyes he opened." And the man, he doesn't know. He says, "He's a prophet." Old Testament prophets certainly did some miraculous things during certain periods of israel's history and they still didn't believe that this guy had been blind and that he had received this miracle so they sent for his parents his parents come in and is this your son they asked is this the one you say was born blind how is it that he can now see well we we know he's our son yeah <laughs> We know this is the you know our son, He's, and he certainly was born blind. But how he can now see or who opened his eyes, we don't know. And because of their fear of these Jewish leaders, because John tells us in the text, these Jewish leaders had already decided that anyone who acknowledged Jesus in any way as perhaps being the Messiah would be excommunicated from the synagogue, put out of the synagogue. And so his parents are like, hey, well, hey, he's old enough. Why don't you ask him? He's of age. So we'll finish this story next time. But understand what's happening here. Jesus has performed this very obvious miracle. This was not something that was questionable. This was not something that was easy. This is a man who had been born blind. Consider what the condition of his eyes would have been. And Jesus, because he is the creator of the world, is able to speak and do this. Now, there was nothing special about the mud that he made. There's no sense in us trying to duplicate that. That's what you see sometimes. You see in the charismatic circles, the ones that are trying to say that these gifts of healing are still around today. They try to Uh, Duplicate these kinds of things, prayer cloths, and making the mud, and all of this kind of thing. I just saw a video of a preacher who spit in his hand and wiped it on someone's face, and it was like, what in the world? It's all about Jesus. The varying ways in which Jesus healed people lets us know that it wasn't about the method that he was using; it was about the person who was performing the miracles. It was about the signs that Jesus was performing that lets us know, wow, this really is the Son of God. This really is the Messiah because no regular man could do these kinds of things. And so this is a real deal miracle that happens here. We'll see tomorrow what is the conclusion for this man And what the Pharisees decide going forward. So let's go ahead and close today in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word once again. We thank you for the story of this man born blind that Jesus healed. Lord, you receive the glory and the honor for any of these miraculous events, and they do point to you as being who you say you are. You are the Messiah, you are the Son of God. You are the one that we had hoped for. Thank you for allowing us to have this faith in you and to know that we are saved, to know that we belong to you, and Lord, to know that you can do these incredible things. And Lord, we do believe that miracles still happen today, not in the way that These charlatans on TV pretend that they do, but Lord, when we come to you and trust you and pray and ask, Lord, there are times where the miraculous does happen and people are healed, and we thank you for that. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, and give us maturity so that we can discern right from wrong, so that we can discern what is true and good and right theology and teaching from the Word of God and help us to understand when we see charlatans, when we see false teachers, when we see people who are perversing the Word of God for their own gain and their own benefit. Lord, we praise you and we love you, and we look forward to being in your Word once again tomorrow. We love to spend time with you. Lord, bless this time together that we have on a daily basis now. And we praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us again here on Daily in the Word. Love to have you share it with your family and friends. Love to hear from you if you have questions or comments at our email address, dailyintheword at yahoo.com. Until then, we'll see you next time here on Daily in the Word. Have a great day.